you're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. It may look like an ordinary podcast, but this one's bigger on the inside, and it can travel anywhere in time and space. Pack your sonic screwdrivers and your jelly babies. Grab your hats, scarves, and tighten your bow ties. You're the companion now, so get ready to run with your hosts, Jason Hunt and Paul Gann. This is Talking Time Lord. And welcome back to another fantastic episode of Talking Time Lords. This is episode number 59, The Return of Doctor Who. Yes, it's back. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, my podcasting companion through time and space, we have Paul Gann. It's not your job to point out the mistakes. It's not what you're here for. Well, then I should just get off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding! Kidding! <laughs> How's it going, Paul? I'm happy. <laughs> Good. Yes. Good. I'm happy because I no longer have work issues. <laughs> the audits are over. Yes, audits are over. All right. Well, we're also happy because it was Christmas just a couple days ago. Woohoo! Yeah. And by a couple days ago, I mean like five days. As, ago, yeah. As of the time of this recording. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I guess um, we finally got a new episode of Doctor Who. I guess that's cool. Especially if we're doing a podcast talking about it. Yeah, and you know, I, I think it's really cool that they they set this up to feel like that time's not gone by. Right. It's really interesting yeah. considering how much time has actually gone by. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> yes, it's uh, been forever since we've had... I just threw my pen. Um, it's been forever since we've had a new episode of Doctor Who to talk about. It feels like it's been 24 years. It does. <laughs> it does. It's only been one, but it feels like 24. Yeah. Um, especially when we have a podcast devoted to talking about Doctor Who and we've not had new material to talk about in a year. Well, um, we've had new material, just not new material. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Details. <laughs> Details. And so, yes, yes. Uh, the Christmas special episode is titled The Return of Doctor Mysterio. It's basically the return of Doctor Who because Doctor Mysterio is Doctor Who in Spanish. Yes, yes, that's what they call him in Mexico. In Mexico, yes, yes. Um, so, <laughs> so basically, yes, it's called the return of Doctor Mysterio. But if you include the fact that it's Doctor <laughs> Mysterio is Doctor Who in Mexico, this episode is titled "The Return of Doctor Who," and we're very excited for that. That's a fitting title. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> But before we get into 
the Christmas special, we want to jump into the news real quick. <laughs> in the news today, we have a trailer. Well, a, a teaser is probably the better word for it for season 10 of <laughs> Doctor Who. Or should I say series 10? Excuse me. It's, it's, it's a British uh, show. It's series 10, not season 10. <laughs> um, but yes, we have a, a, a teaser. It feels like flashes and paradoxes. <laughs> right. <laughs> There might be some other news out there. We're just going to talk about this. This did play at the end of this year's Christmas special, and you've probably seen it online all over the place. We're going to go ahead and watch it real quick. You'll you'll hear it here on the podcast, and then we'll talk about it. We'll break it down just a little bit and talk about it uh, before diving into our our episode review of The Return of Dr. Mysterio. So, Paul, are you all set up uh, with the, the teaser? I am. All right, perfect. So we're going to start this teaser in three, two, one, play. I'm Bill. I serve chips. He's a professor or a lecturer or as I call him, Dr. Watt. And now we go everywhere. It's like a spaceship. Kitchen. Any space? Where are we? Which way is that? What's the garlic? Can I use the toilet? Any time. Get in. What? And now I see everything differently. Where are we? Basically in the middle of a war. Ah! And it's not as bad as it sounds. I'm the doctor. I will save all your lives, and when I do, you will spend the rest of them wondering who I was. Are you out of your mind? Yes, completely, but that's not a recent thing. (laughs) And there we go. (laughs) I... Series 10 of Doctor Who's got a new teaser, and it's a reintroduction to the new companion, Bill, because we got that introduction to her quite a while ago. Gosh, how long ago was that? That was ages ago, it seems. May 1st. May 1st is when we released that episode. May 1st. Gosh. Yeah. All right. (laughs) It's been a long time since we were first introduced to Bill. A week before my birthday. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Mine too. (laughs) And then one day later, we released Revelation of the Daleks. <laughs> ah, gotcha. Uh, but yes, uh, we're, we're getting sort of a, of a reintroduction to Bill, who kicks off this trailer, introducing herself. Uh, she serves chips. It appears she does that on a university campus. Um, and the doctor is a professor or a lecturer. She's not quite sure which, it appears. Um, so, of course, the doctor has ingrained himself into the daily lives of this university. He's graduated from, you know, Coal Hill School. Nice to see that. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, it, obviously, um, something's going on at this university. You know, the doctor doesn't just show up and start teaching at a place because he's got some spare time. Just because he feels um, like being Mr. Smith. Right. <laughs> but, I think I'll be Mr. Smith today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but we do get... Um, you know, one of the first couple things in this trailer that tells us that Bill is, you know, not quite as smitten or taken with the idea of the Doctor and the traveling through time and space thing, because she she calls him Doctor What? Yeah. Or I like to call him <laughs> Doctor What? <laughs> what? Nobody ever calls him Doctor What. It's Doctor Who. That's the name of the show. Gosh, Bill, get it together. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's, it's like Clara saying, it's smaller on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Um, <laughs> but we get a couple of these sort of things from Bill in this trailer. You know, Doctor What, uh, the TARDIS. It's it's like a spaceship kitchen. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? It's like a kitchen. Okay. Okay. Um, Give I me your thoughts on how much of Bill's personality we're getting to see right now. I like her. I like her a lot. By the end of the season, I think she'll be pretty high on my list of companions. I, I don't. I won't say where right now. And obviously, I, I don't. We haven't seen her in a full episode yet. Obviously, but from what I've seen of her back in the her, the character introduction we got earlier this year, plus the little bit we're seeing here now in the trailer, um, I think I'm really going to enjoy Bill a lot as a character. I think there's um, a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> what are you thinking? What are you thinking? You're going I'm like thinking she reminds me of a couple of different characters we've seen before. Okay. So far. Uh, let, let, and, let, me, let me see if I can... My, see if I my can. opinion on that might change as I get to see more of her, but I'm just basing it on what I've seen so far. All right. Let me see if I can if I can guess some of these. Um, I'm obviously going to go with Ace. Um, yeah. Ace is a big <laughs> one because, you know, the style is similar to Ace and the fact that uh, Ace calls the Doctor Professor yeah. all the time. Um, I'm going to say probably Rose is one of the ones you're thinking of, maybe? Not as much, actually. Okay, okay. Uh, let's back that up again. Sarah Jane? No. No? <laughs> no. Joe? Joe Grant? No. <laughs> oh. Oh, now I feel really... I, I hit it. I, I should have saved Ace for last so that I ended it on a good note. How many more are you thinking, by the way? Just one. Just one? Yeah. Amy? No. Clara? No. New Who, Classic Who? New Who. New Who. Donna? Yes. Okay. <laughs> by process of elimination... <laughs> She does seem like a pit, like definitely ace. Like I see the ace parallels, but yeah, um, yeah, Donna. I, I what, what makes her you think of Donna with with Bill? Because she seems to me like she's going to be one of those types that she hears something about, you know, maybe an alien race or or the Doctor tells her something about a planet or whatever, and rather than being like, ooh, ah, she's going to maybe come off like. Really? Are you serious? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And no, I mean, it goes, it goes back to that, that introduction video where she's making fun of the Daleks for having, you know, yeah. a sucker, a sucker arm. But see, the sarcasm reminds me of, of Donna, but the, the way that she plays it reminds me of Ace. You know what I mean? Because she's okay. not doing it in a snarky way. She's just doing it in kind of a flippant way, you know? And so it doesn't come off as abrasive. It just okay. comes off as, I'm going to make fun of what you're telling me at this point, you know? <laughs> she's a bit um, irreverent when it comes to the things of Doctor Who, yeah. you know? it's <laughs> Especially the things that, that we Whovians hold so dear, you know? The fact that the, the TARDIS is bigger <laughs> on the inside and there's this big magical spaceship type thing. And she's like, it's a kitchen. It's like a kitchen in here. <laughs> well, it, I, I almost feel like that at some point you're going to have the same type of conversation that you had between uh, Eccleston's doctor and Captain Jack where he's saying, whoever thought about making a sonic screwdriver, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> 
and he's having to defend himself all over again. That kind of thing. You right. know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think she's going to completely flummox Nardle. Nardle is not going to know what to do with her. Uh, yeah. He's, well, we'll get more into him as we talk about this next episode, but mm-hmm. uh, he is becoming more and more and more of a character that I am really enjoying, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I mean, he may be able to hold his own with her uh, during this series. We'll see. You know, yeah. Um, at least at first, he's not going to have any idea of how to respond <laughs> or react or deal with with Bill. I don't think. Um, well, I don't think the doctor is either. But well, I, I almost wonder if they're going to counterbalance one another because they both seem like the, the type to be like, oh look, a pretty butterfly. You know, <laughs> 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 only maybe in two opposite directions or something. You know. <laughs> Nardle's gonna be, oh, and I don't mean that. In, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a hey, there they go, get lost again. You know, <laughs> Nardle's gonna be the one going. Oh look, a pretty butterfly, and Bill's gonna be like, oh gross, look at those worms in the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> As she goes and pokes them, you know, and the doctor's gonna be standing there going, oh okay, whatever. It's and like he throws his hand up, hands up, and goes, I'll solve this myself. It's like trying to herd cats, you know. <laughs> exactly. I think it's going to be great. But some of the other things that we see in this trailer, there, there's some, you know, lots of flashes of different things. Uh, the Dalek that we see in this is from the introductory video that we got with yeah. Bill. So it looks like there's actually going to be an episode where they run into the Daleks, which is interesting. Well, the way it looks uh, to me, it looks like they have taken the classic style Daleks with the light blue and everything and updated them to make them mm-hmm. more like the modern ones. So you kind of get a blend. Uh, and I kind of yeah. like that, actually, because it kind of bridges that gap between the new and classic Who, you know. Right. And we're big fans of bridged gaps. Well, I am. I don't know about Jason, but, you know, hey. I said we, <laughs> inferring that I am one of those people. Um, but, yeah, no, I I think this is a great teaser. It's obviously it's going to be just a lot of flash scenes, that, you know, you know scenes that flash by that we're not going to have really much in context for although it does look like uh, apparently there is an episode that's going to take place on the frozen Thames River where there's some sort of monster lurking un- underneath and it looks like there's quite a few shots from that episode as we see a lot of um, shots in here with our characters in scuba gear of some sort um, I just, or like underwater gear of some sort just had a thought here um, just based uh, on a couple of the flashes that I'm seeing here um it's looking like, you know, like you said a minute ago, it's looking like that a lot of these shots came from maybe two or three of the same episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a shot here where it shows uh, the Doctor and Bill uh, kind of standing kind of at a distance from one another um, in front of this larger building that looks like it's part of the school. And, uh, of course, the TARDIS is behind him. And, of course, they can edit this however they want to, but just based on how it's looking... The TARDIS opens up behind him, and it's looking like uh, Nardle comes out. And uh, I'm kind of wondering if maybe Nardle is maybe the catalyst for Bill ending up on the TARDIS. You know what I mean? <laughs> the doctor's because, trying. The doctor's trying to say goodbye, and Nardle yeah, opens the door and pokes his head out. <laughs> the look on the doctor's face when the when the TARDIS doors open up behind him. I'm looking at the freeze frame right now. He's looking like he's telling her bye. 
you know, he's looking like, okay, we're done. We're over. I'll see you later. You know, he has a kind of a, uh, you know, I guess you'd say halfway sad expression on his face where he, he looks like he's about to, to say bye. And then the TARDIS door is open behind him. And it kind of makes me think maybe he wasn't going to ask her to come. And maybe she uh, barges her way on. Or either that or, you know, <clears throat> based on how the episode we're about to talk about ended, uh, maybe he, out of his own motivations, maybe Nardole uh, asks her to come along, you know, oh. or, or talks the doctor into coming, you know, letting her come along. There's you an know, idea. Um, because... We'll only have to wait another four months to find well, out. Because he knows what kind of emotional state the Doctor's in at this point, you know. Right. Right. We'll save a little bit of that, that discussion for our, our episode <laughs> discussion. <laughs> okay, I have to ask. Okay. Did you notice the shot where they are... It's They, they basically back way off and they're looking at a field. And in the middle of this field, it looks like this giant futuristic city. Yes. And they're, like, walking down this path in the middle of this field. And <laughs> I, I'm sure the sound has nothing to do with the video at this point, but Bill says uh, something to the effect of... Uh, which way is Earth? Which way is Earth, you know? <laughs> and so I'm just wondering, do you have any thoughts on what that city might be? I mean, it kind of looks maybe Dalek-ish, but... Um, it could be anything, really. Uh, Some sort of futuristic thing, uh, an alien city. Um, it could be anything. I just really would like to find out what that is. <laughs> it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't. To me, it doesn't look like it's going to be on uh, Gallifrey because you don't have the pink sky. Right. Kind of thinking that it's probably not on Scaro because you've got grass. Right. So it's probably something brand new. Probably. Okay, you, do you remember the guy that ended up with just being a head in a box? Uh, oh. The blue guy. Yeah, I remember the blue guy. I just don't remember his name okay. off the top of my head. She gets startled by this blue skin blue guy. guy in this scene. Do you think that's the same race? Maybe. It's possible. Kind of looks like it to me. Yeah. But she's totally startled by this guy. He's completely... He looks like he's from Blue Man Group. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we see a Dalek. We see the, um, the caretaker in here. Uh... The doctor is putting them in a war. Nardle's screaming like a little girl that he there's, is. No, I'm kidding. There's a corridor or something in here where it looks like there's possibly maybe some kinds of round chambers or something on the walls. Maybe. Looks like this big facility of some kind. Um, I can't make out what it might be, though. Well, it's probably something new. Now, I, I I do notice this one shot where they're in the TARDIS <laughs> and there's a whole big group of people standing behind the Doctor around the console. Um, and the Doctor has his sonic shades back on. Um, hey, there's a priest standing there next to him. Something like that, you know. So I, I don't know what that's supposed to be, but he doesn't normally let that many people into the TARDIS unless he's very close to them, you know. <laughs> so that's kind of intriguing for me, you know kind of makes me wonder what that might be yeah of course we have no context for any of this no. so uh your <laughs> guess is as good as ours um <laughs> all right there we could nitpick and detail this we don't we don't have to tell you every shot <laughs> in here you guys have already probably uh gone through this shot by shot the way we are 
doing right now, but... Jason likes the smiley face robots. They're kind of weird. They're kind of weird. They look, their heads look like fried eggs. Okay. With the, the, the big yellow yolk in the middle. The, a bit, I guess. They look like some of those creepy Japanese, like, yeah. robots that we see, you know, on the internet doing all sorts of crazy things like dancing or whatever. <laughs> There's lots of cool shots in here, lots of interesting flashes, you know, Bill Bill is the star of this uh of this teaser. Uh, but you know, the doctor gets the last word as always. So anyway, I think we should wrap this up because we're just going to devolve into going, oh, and then there's that. <laughs> I think oh, we already that. have. <laughs> we already have. So let's go ahead and wrap up this. Any final thoughts on, on the, our first season, uh, series 10 teaser? I'm, I wish that I could see more. <laughs> it's just. I wish it was now. It's just so fast that it just, there's only so much that you can make out of it, you know? Um. Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to bring other things up, but I got to shut up. I'm going <laughs> to just going to shut up. <laughs> We're going to have an entire series worth of these episodes to talk about what's actually going on. Well, um, I figure we'll get another trailer maybe and maybe even some more behind the scenes stuff before the, the oh, next yeah. series starts. So, oh, yeah, uh, this is this is just a teaser. We're going to get yeah. at least at least one proper trailer um, and probably another teaser, too, um, is my guess. We'll, as, as things start gearing up, uh, we'll get more. I hope we get enough that we can do another pre-series episode like we did last season. Um, and uh, maybe have a guest or two on, you know. That would be, fun. be fun. Yeah. One other thing I really want to hit on is the, the sort of the ending lines here uh, where somebody who's obviously rather annoyed and hacked off at something the doctor is doing um, or not doing, as the case may be, uh, <laughs> demands, are you out of your mind? And, of course, the doctor says, completely, but that's not anything recent. Uh, yeah. But they haven't given us much Doctor Who this year. So not yet, no. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to have to really be crossing our fingers. They're going to give us, you know. I feel like Stephen well, Moffat is, like, playing with this. He's, like, you know, you know, kind of like. How much? How little can we give them? Yeah, and yet they'll still come back for more. It's, it's it's like he has a string with a little bell on it, and he's dangling it for the cat to swing at. And every time it swings at it, he pulls it away. You know, and yeah. <laughs> oh, pretty much. All right, let's go ahead and and swing back around to the return of Doctor Mysterio. We're not going to do like a, a recap like we've been doing with our classic episodes. We're going to try and make keep this to a bit more of a of a review style. Uh, we'll still talk about you know obviously broad strokes what's going on so that our comments make sense. Well, it's um, it's a little different this way because this is something people have the opportunity to watch right now. Uh, exactly. A lot of our classic episodes, unless you own the DVD or you happen to uh, find it, say on. Uh, uh, iTunes or Amazon or something like that, you're probably not going to be able to watch it. So we kind of need to tell you the story as we go. Exactly. So. Um, let's go ahead and kick things off. Um, of course, folks, uh, spoiler warning, 
We're going to be talking the heck out of this. <laughs> Spoilers. This is The Return of Dr. Mysterio, written by Stephen Moffat and directed by Ed uh, Bazalgette, I think is how it's pronounced, and was, of course, uh, premiered December 25th, 2016. Um, let's go ahead and kick things off. Well, where do you want to start? Um, how did you like the fact that this was a direct sequel to the previous episode? Well, it makes sense because, you know, the last Christmas special was the last episode we got. And they sort of work it into, a, you know, a way that it's like the doctor took time off mm -hmm. after last year's Christmas special. <laughs> and that's why we haven't had any new episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I like the, the narrative style stories, you know. Mm -hmm. I watch, you know, a crap ton of, you know, police <laughs> dramas and things like that. So the the idea that we keep going, you know, and each show, you know, is a continuation or picks up something from the previous show and you know, that sort of thing. I, I like that sort of thing. Um, and this definitely, and not like blatantly, but very subtly, references back to the Husbands of River song many times. Yeah. Um, and I think it's good because it reminds us, okay, no, you didn't actually miss anything <laughs> since last Christmas. Um, but it also reminds us, okay, this is where we were last time. This is, you know, it, it reminds you of what happened before, what happened it, to bring you into what's going on now. Uh, and it also tells you that the doctor is still dealing with what happened before. Um, yeah. And the choices, some of the choices he's making now are a direct result because of what has happened during the Husbands of River song. Right. So, um, See, for me, I like the fact that we didn't just get left hanging uh, when it came to things like, um, how is Nardle back, you know? <laughs> right. Um, that kind of thing. They actually addressed that in the episode, you know? Um, they actually not only... Uh, made direct callbacks to the Husbands of River Song, but also to the library episodes as well. Mm -hmm. You know, so silence in the library. Yeah, it's 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 kind of a nice little uh, tie-in for me when they make everything feel like it's one big story and not a bunch of encapsulated episodes. You know, yeah. um, so I get more out of it that way. Um, but <clears throat> I think that. Um, I think that this was kind of Stephen's way of saying, you know, if I was going to do this, uh, say as a two-parter, it would still fit together. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, even though they're not directly part of the same story, you technically could make this a two-parter and it would still feel like one story. You know, and uh, uh, you know, two different directions in one story, but still one story. Mm -hmm. You know, right? Um, um, and, and some of the ways that they reference the uh, the previous episode, yeah, um, is there's a couple of references to you know 24 years. You know, because a night under William is 24 years. Yeah, um, that was the last night that they had. Um, Nardle basically 
sums up the story very briefly at the end of the episode for Grant and Lucy, which is nice. And then, of course, we get the uh, the fact that the Doctor has rescued Nardle from the innards of right. Hydroflax and reattached his body. <laughs> um, and the Doctor won't talk about why he did that, but Nardle says it's because yeah. um, he's feeling guilty and uh, needs someone to keep an eye on him or well, something to that he, effect. He basically says, the only reason that I'm even here is because you're uh, afraid that you'll be lonely. You know? Right. Um, but no, not even that, though. Uh, even You even get the same villain or the same villains yes. in both episodes. So it's a direct carryover for, yep. you know, from one episode to the other episode. Uh, and, and not only that, they're a bigger threat. The Shoal of the Winter Harmony. Yes. Uh, they're, they're an even bigger threat in this than they were before. Uh, and, and it's, you know, before they were uh, uh, kind of considered, I think, uh, at least to a certain extent, followers of Hydroflex, you know. But mm-hmm. in this, right. they're completely autonomous, basically. They're... We are in control of our own destiny at this point, you know? Right. And to me, it was kind of like an expansion on the the universe from one episode to the next. And and really, the way that this sets things up, they, they could very easily be a recurring enemy of the Doctor. You know, like the Daleks or the Cybermen or something else, you know? I don't think this is the last we've seen of them. No. I think it might be... I, I don't know... I, I'm not convinced we'll see them this season, but I don't think this is the last we've seen of the Shoal of Winter of the Winter Harmony. I think um, if we, I think if we do see them again this season, it will probably only be maybe one more time and towards the end of the season. You yeah. know, yeah. You want to talk about? Uh, you want to talk about the characters? Yeah, let's talk about the characters. Yeah. This is going to be this is an interesting story because Stephen Moffat has decided to bring the world of superheroes into the world of Doctor Who. I like the way he did it, though. I did, too. You know? Because it didn't feel like it was forced. And did I not call it that <laughs> this was going to be their tongue-in-cheek take on sort of the, the silver golden age of uh, of comic books? A little, a little bit, yeah. I there did. was a definite, there was a definite Superman, Lois Lane vibe going on there, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, um, and of course the comics that that Grant is reading are definitely are right out of the. I don't remember if it's the Silver or Gold Age. I'm not that silver. knowledgeable. Silver. It's the Silver Age. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the the comics he's reading are right out of the Silver Age of of the Superman comics. So yeah, it, this is, of course, that's probably what Stephen Moffat grew up reading. Um, <laughs> if, if we're completely honest. Uh, but well, now we Stephen did... Moffat said that his favorite superhero is Clark Kent. Yes, not Superman, Clark Kent, which is <laughs> evident yeah. when uh, Lucy gives helps Grant put on his superhero costume at the end. Yeah, and she just puts the glasses. On. <laughs> <laughs> Jason doesn't get caught up in that kind of stuff the way that I do. I'm like a hopeless romantic and. A little bit of a crybaby sometimes when it comes to the the cheesy, you know, romantic stuff. Um, so it kind of hit me in the feels. Uh, but you know, Jason, it was Jason it was teases really me sweet. a little bit because I almost cried. You know, I did I did I really? I don't think I did. I think you were expecting me to, and I just sort of laughed a little bit. 
Uh, but, well, my, my wife thinks it's charming that things like that hit me in the feels, but you know, <laughs> so <laughs> it was, it was definitely a sweet moment. Um, yeah, but, well, uh, well, but that's just it though. It, for me, it, it made me like that character, her character even more because she finally realized that even without his powers, he would still be a hero to her. Mm hmm. You know, and so to me, that was, you know, kind of one of those kind of, you know, special little moments in the story, you know. Right. We should probably mention the characters that we're talking about here. Um, <laughs> the main character, aside from the Doctor and Nardole, or Nardole, as the Doctor pronounces it, just yeah. depends on which syllable you're emphasizing, <laughs> is going to be Grant, a.k.a. the Ghost. Yeah. Uh and we get to see Grant at several different points in his life. Um, we we see him as a kid uh, early on in the episode. Eight years old. Eight years old, yeah. where he, you know, mistakes a <laughs> gemstone that is the gemstone of wishes and... It's actually a... a, a, a isn't it like a dwarf star or something of some type? Something I think like that. Yeah. And it taps into the thoughts and gives you what, you, what it thinks you really want. <laughs> Of course, he Grant has a cold at Christmas, and the doctor gives yeah. him a glass of water and then asks him to hold on to the gemstone, and he thinks it's medicine and, um, you know, swallows it, well, but no, it something never passes, else, and it gives him superpowers. Something else, uh, too, you know, the doctor's working on this machine to try to fix the mess-ups that he's made on the quantum level in New York City. Um you know, so this also kind of ties all the way back to, you know, like, uh, is that like Rory uh, River or Rory and Amy's goodbye? Perhaps. Well, maybe? sort of. Yeah. Because basically it, it ties. I don't know if this directly goes back to Rory and Amy, like that he's trying to find a way to bring them back per se. But I think that this kind of calls back to, uh, the angels take Manhattan because that event is what messed things up for, you know, the, the whole space-time continuum thing in New York. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that that's... I think that's got something to do with what he's trying to fix. I don't know if it... I don't know if we would delve into it any deeper than that. But I think it's just kind of a little, you know, little callback to say, hey, we're in New York again. He's trying to fix something that went wrong before. You know? Right. Uh, Grant, of course, turns into the super the superhero that we meet. <laughs> um the ghost, okay. who's a total like goody two shoes superhero, um, whose day job is that of a nanny. Yes, <laughs> I I got to be honest though, dude. I don't know if it was the actor or what. Uh, of course, now I don't know if you caught it or not. This actor to me felt a little bit like Michael J. Fox uh, for me. Okay. Um, okay. Not a lot, but a little bit. There was just this vibe there that kind of reminded me of Michael J. Fox, especially back, you know, uh, in the earlier days, say like around Back to the Future, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but there was, he just had this charisma about him and the way that he played this character that immediately made you like this guy. Yeah. And, and, and it was basically like a balancing act between this guy would be completely unnoticeable if you didn't pay attention to him, but if you pay attention to him, you will just, you'll see just how fantastic this guy actually is, you know? 
mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And so it it came off, like I said before, a little bit like Clark Kent, you know, uh, whereas he just kind of fades into the background. But if you pay attention to him, you'll see just how fantastic the guy really is. Yeah, it's uh, he's he's a great character, and <laughs> uh, you know, while while his ghost persona is definitely the more eye catching of the two, we fall in love with Grant mm-hmm. in this story, not not the ghost, right? Uh, so, <laughs> I think the <laughs> one of my favorite parts in there about Grant is. In uh, was it junior high or high school? <laughs> yes, high school. <laughs> Where he, he has to sit and look at the floor because he can't turn off his X-ray vision <laughs> because he's a naked hell. Which is actually kind of funny because there was an episode of Smallville that dealt with the exact same issue with Clark Kent in Smallville. <laughs> wow, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I thought it was really funny though when um, the doctor said, um, "You like her," talking about Lucy, and he says, "I have X-ray vision. I like everybody." And he says, "But you really, <laughs> but but she's your favorite." Yeah, she's your favorite, and he he says, "How can you tell?" And he's floating, right? <laughs> <laughs> and and the doctor just reaches up and pulls him back down on the bench. <laughs> I love that. I thought that was hilarious. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh. How can you tell? And the doctor just sort of slowly looks up and to his left, looks back forward, and then reaches up and pulls him down by the pant leg. Yeah. I love that. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I thought so, too. Now we got to talk about Lucy. Yes. I like her. She's very spunky. <laughs> she's she's great. Lucy Fletcher was that it? I don't recall. Uh, yes, Lucy Fletcher. I was right. <laughs> she's a reporter, of yeah. course. You know, going back to the whole Superman Lois Lane thing. You know, I love it how the Doctor says, you know, when he's talking to Young Grant at the beginning, and he's just made this startling discovery that yeah. Clark Kent and Superman are one and the same. <laughs> and Grant goes seriously. Everybody knows that. <laughs> and the doctor goes, well, Lois Lane doesn't know that. And she's a reporter. <laughs> Cut forward yeah. seven, you know, 24 <laughs> years later. And uh, Lucy Fletcher is hiring a nanny named Grant <laughs> and trying to track down the ghost. She's a reporter. She doesn't know he's one of the same person. Right. So... Well, I thought it was kind of funny, though, because you would think with all of the historical knowledge and everything that the doctor has, that he would already know <laughs> right? <laughs> that Superman and Clark Kent are the same person. <laughs> he probably filed that under frivolous knowledge I probably won't need um, and forgot. <laughs> and then, you know, of course, each time he regenerates... Like we said before, it's kind of like you take a diamond and turn it to a different facet, you know. Same person, same brain, different personality, different, you know, whatever. So, you know, this particular incarnation of the Doctor might care about that type of thing where, you know, five or six or seven of the other incarnations might not have cared at all, you know. Right. <laughs> it just seems like one of those kinds of things that he would have already known. You know, right. 
<laughs> got locked away somewhere. And he's making the, fun of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> he, and he got bit by a radioactive spider. And you want to know what yeah. happened? Radiation poisoning, I'd imagine. <laughs> no, he got superpowers. Well, I suppose if you call, what was it? Uh, Vom- something vomiting, vomiting and, and death. Yeah. <laughs> and death. <laughs> Oh, oh man! But no, Lucy, Lucy was basically Lois Lane. I mean, right? You know, right? With a few exceptions, you know, uh, there were some differences. But as far as the reporter side of her, she was Lois Lane. You know, <laughs> the, um, the one thing that really sets her apart, though, is her preferred <laughs> method of torture interrogation—the <laughs> squishy toy. <laughs> Mr. Huffle, yeah. I think is what it's called, <laughs> which is not something I'm familiar with at all well, here in the United States. It looks sort of like Beaker from the Muppets, you know. It does. Uh, it with does. black hair. Um, it <laughs> but the thing is, uh, of course, I, I know it's done for comic relief, but the thing, it screams in agony every time you squeeze it, you know. <laughs> and, and the doctor's sitting there looking at it like, this is starting to disturb me, you know? <laughs> right. Oh. Oh, Okay, yeah. so I guess it's just a, a toy that they made up for the show. <laughs> but uh, um, I but thought... But of course now the doctor, the doctor has it now. Yeah, so. but I thought that was really, really entertaining to see, like, his, his reactions yes. uh, to her torturing a toy, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> because he's just alien Mr. enough. Mr. Huffle feels pain. Yeah, he's <laughs> but he's just alien enough that it's almost like he can't disassociate the the torturing of the toy with the torturing of an actual person. You know, right. <laughs> <laughs> what what are you doing? Please, please don't make it scream anymore. You know. <laughs> That was yeah. that was a great scene between <laughs> Lucy and the doctor was when she's interviewing him. Yeah. <laughs> by torturing Mr. Huffle. Um <laughs> She's smarter than she thinks in that she knows that the doctor knows who the ghost is because the doctor figures out it's Grant even though Grant promised never to use his superpowers. But you, right. you're having a kid promise you to never use your superpowers? Really, yeah, doctor? really. I mean, it, it, come on. <laughs> and of course, Nardo comes back on the doctor with that and says, oh, kind of like the, the promise that the Time Lords make never to meddle with the, <laughs> the destiny of planets and stuff, yeah. you know? <laughs> and the doctor just sort of looks at him. <laughs> yeah, he, he basically gives him that, that whole thing of, you're going to talk to me that way when I brought you back from being a chunk of robot, you know? <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> and then Darnold comes back with, yes, well, you, we both know you only brought me back because we were afraid of being alone. Yeah. <laughs> and the doctor says, that's not it. I'm, would you, oh, would you not bring that up? I'm trying to save a planet. <laughs> oh, of course. That's what you always say when the conversation gets awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I love their dynamic. Uh, I guess we should talk about Nardle now, right? Um, we should. We should talk. I think specifically <laughs> we should talk about Nardle and the Doctor's relationship. Is he okay? Is he a companion or is he a sidekick? Is or is there a difference? You know? That remains to be seen. I feel <laughs> um, <laughs> because the, you know the same question can come up about say like K nine. Is K nine right? Is he a companion or is he a sidekick? You know, it, it, 
how do you classify that? Because, you know, we, we consider him a companion, but is he really a companion, you know? Right, right. And um, what does it mean to be a companion and yeah, not a sidekick? I mean, you what, know? What's the difference there, you know? Exactly. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go ahead and call him a companion for now. Yeah. Um, but he's definitely, uh, you know, someone who's grown a bit of a spine in the last yeah. 24 years and is okay <laughs> trying to take the doctor down a peg <laughs> once in a while well he's he's not playing the victim this time around no you know um of course i think that part of the victimization of nardo uh was the fact that he worked for river song yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. because she is a very dominant character and because he's not a very dominant character he can become victimized by her you know right um and the doctor while he's gruff and rude at times and definitely uh, has a superiority complex from time to time (laughs) um, especially the third doctor oh (laughs) yes we'll get back to him sooner or later um in a matter of weeks (laughs) yes in a couple of weeks we'll get back to him but um but yeah, no, the, the, their dynamic between the two of them, the Doctor definitely treats him more as a companion now, uh, which is partly, I think, why I'm going to call Nardle a companion, um, is the the way that they're operating together um, is definitely very similar to the way the Doctor and his companions uh, operate. Well, I, I know, I think I saw somewhere where somebody compared him to... Uh, to being like uh, the Alfred to the Doctor's Batman, I, I guess you'd say. Okay. Um, which I could kind of see that, you know. Kinda. Um, kinda. Because he's he's not invisible, but he's not like out on the forefront, you know, fighting. I, I think the, the big fight, you know. I think a better comparison would be Watson to the Doctor's Sherlock. That I could see that too. Yeah. Um, I, I think that would be probably be a better comparison. He's st- he's still squeamish when it comes to fighting dangerous things. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is great. But uh, but I compared him before to the 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 tame version of Jamie, kind of the Doctor's new best friend, basically. You know, right? Um, and because they are familiar enough with one another, they don't have a problem with quibbling every once in a while. You know, <laughs> right? At the end of this episode. Um, when things have all settled down and Harmony Shoals has been dealt with and Grant is pretty much convinced he's going to, you know, hang up the cape and not be the ghost anymore. Um, I think we might see him come back at some point. Maybe. maybe. He, he's keeping it for a rainy day. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe on one of those episodes like we saw where everybody came back to fight Davros that one time, you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I think um, Grant asked the doctor... Are you going to be okay? Because the doctor, you know, gets sad at the mention that the two of them have yeah. known each other for 24 years. Um, and Lucy goes, no, wrong question. Who was she? Yeah. And the doctor makes some sort of farewell speech just saying how everything ends and it's sad. But yeah. everything begins again and that's happy. So be happy. And he walks off. And then Nardle you know, gets up to follow the doctor back out to the TARDIS and he tells a, uh, Grant, Lucy and us, the audience really what's going on is that, you know, her name was river song. She died in a library long ago. And I think the doctor will be sad for a time, 
but don't worry, I'll be there <laughs> to make sure he's all right. Yeah. He'll be all right. I'll make sure of it. You know, yeah. Nardle, Nardle is, isn't just there traveling with the doctor. He's there to keep an eye on the doctor. Yeah. And he's taking that very seriously. Well, he's, he's more than just, uh, a follower of the doctor. He, he respects the doctor. He, he, he has kind of become almost like family to him at this mm-hmm. point. I mean, after 24 years, you know, that kind of thing can happen. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really liking the dynamic between the two of them. I, I really, honestly, I would like to see that character carry over past this series. That's just my opinion. You know, um, we'll see what happens with that. You know? Right. Right. Uh-oh. There's a whole lot up in the air after you, series 10. You know how they like to play with, with everybody's emotions and stuff. What they'll, you know, could possibly do is get everybody to really adoring this character. And then, Oh, he suddenly dies, you know, or something like that. And I, right. you're sitting there going, Hydroflax's <laughs> body comes back for him. Yeah. You're, you're sitting there and you're just like, so, you know, stunned by the fact that, that, that this happened, that you, you literally feel like your body parts are starting to fall off on the floor, you know? <laughs> Oh. Uh, oh man! <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, I—I I mean, I—I w- I would at least like to see him stick around for a couple of series. You know, um, maybe he could be the through, the through for the you know the next run for the next new Doctor. You know, that would be kind of cool. It's possible, but I'm—I'm I'm still hoping we get this trio for one more season after this. Oh yeah, um, I'd be happy with that. Um, I'm not I'm not confident that we're going to get that but I'm hopeful. <laughs> but you know like we said before there needs to be something that carries over, you know. Right. Even look even if it's just Osgood or something, you know, it needs to be something that carries over. She got mentioned, you know, at the end. Yeah. When Unit comes in to to clean up the uh, you know, Harmony Shoal, yeah. Uh, they find Dr. Sims who is the the main bad guy who had his body taken over by one of these these Shoal mates yeah um what did you think about the eyeballs missing (laughs) it's the head is empty i mean the head is empty now yeah uh i almost uh, expected the head to just deflate you know what i mean (laughs) yeah the the head's empty now and uh he's inside that unit soldier Mm -hmm. Uh -uh. that's bad that's bad um but but we get we get a mention of osgood well now i thought it was really cool uh, how they uh, they tied in the American version of unit with the British version of unit just with that one that one statement, you know. Yeah, um, I thought that was kind of nice to see. You know, Martha had been working with the American unit. Um, yeah, back during what was that episode? That was <laughs> the one we were talking about with all yeah. of the characters coming back. Uh, Stolen Earth. Yeah, Stolen Earth. Yeah. And Journey's End. Um, she was working with. In New York City, yeah, with Unit, and see, so, I think it's nice to see that come back too because we've not seen the American branch of Unit since then. Right. This is the first time we get to see that, so you know, yeah. it's, it's just all the same, you know, organization. Yeah, it's uh, just kind of nice to have that carryover, you know. Right. I do like when they went to Harmony Shoals, Tokyo. Yes, and he's, cl- <laughs> and he's cleared out the offices. Yeah. <laughs> by causing a distraction. Of, uh, you know, a bunch of Pokemon in yeah, the lobby. He flooded the lobby with Pokemon, he says. 
<laughs> Everybody's in, in the lobby <laughs> trying to catch Pokemon, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming... Oh. I'm assuming that that's a reference to Pokemon Go. I'm assuming so, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I thought that was hilarious. That's um, awesome. And the guy walks up and says, you're not supposed to be on that, talking about the computer. And he goes, right. I know, I'm trying to stop myself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy just sort of looks at him and goes, okay, and walks off to go catch Pokemon. <laughs> There's there's a few uh, of the doctor's uh, self-referencing uh, humorous remarks in this episode. <laughs> Let's talk about that a little bit because the doctor, the, this doctor in particular, yeah. has gone through quite a bit of um, character arc. <laughs> He's he was incredibly grumpy yeah. uh, during series eight. He started to mellow a little bit during series nine. And then we start getting this where he's cracking jokes and all this stuff. And I'm wondering if part of that is just his way of trying to cope with the loss of river song. Well, I think Um, it shows character growth too, though, you know? mm -hmm. Um, But honestly, I think part of the grumpiness at the beginning had to do with the loss of the ponds, you know, Uh, because he remembers that right before his regeneration remembers Amy right before his regeneration. And that's like the last thing he remembers before he regenerates. And if you, if you'll think about it, he starts kind of mistreating Clara and stuff after that regeneration, you know, whereas before they were like, you know, fast friends and and everything. And then he regenerates right after seeing Amy in his head. And the next thing you know, he's kind of treating Clara like crap, you know? Um, so it kind of makes you wonder a little bit, you know. Yeah. And then River sort of snaps him out of it. And, yeah. you know, because he laughs. Remember yeah. last year, he laughs. And he's like, oh, I haven't done that in so long. Yeah. Uh, and that was really nice to see. And so I think we're going to get – it looks like we're going to get a doctor who's going to be a little bit more self-effacing, a little bit less uh, uncaring, a little bit less grumpy um, Well, he, this time around. This – this episode felt like it had a tiny bit more Tom Baker in it for me, you know, uh, because of the, the little quips and stuff, you know, because those are the types of quips that Tom Baker would have made. Right. You know, um, I, not necessarily personality wise, but just the quips and stuff, you know, because that's the, you know, he would have said something like, um, yes, I know I'm trying to stop myself or something like that. You know, that's exactly the type of, of things that would have come out of Tom Baker's mouth, you know? Right. Um, and so I really like seeing that, you know, it's not, Hey, I'm going to copy somebody, but it's, Hey, let's throw a little bit more of this in there so that it feels more like what people remember, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> One last thing I thought was funny, um, that I really want to make sure I bring up is, uh, when the doctor goes back to warn the shoal mm-hmm. to not mess with earth. And he interrupts their review, their reviewing of the uh, CCTV cameras. That was weird. By hacking into it <laughs> and you know mimicking what was happening and then yeah. going live. Um, that was weird. That was that was funny. Um, I thought it was great. Boom! And we're live. You know. Yeah. And then he warns them off and you know gives them a burger and. 
Whoa. has the TARDIS materialize around him, and Nardle is, you know, accidentally made a few stops along the way, including <laughs> going back to 12th century Constantinople, where he ruled firmly but wisely. <laughs> and he's wearing the robes and, and, and uh, all the jewelry and everything. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because when they go to Japan, he's still wearing it when they get out. And <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, uh, um, dude, I, I'm, I'm loving the dynamic that we have so far in this series. Um, and I'm not calling this a special. I'm calling this the first episode of series 10 uh, because that's, that's really what it feels like. It feels like almost like a new beginning, you know? Right. Um, almost, I, I would almost say that, that the husbands of river song was the new beginning, you know? Uh, because that kind of felt like the, the front end of this, you know? Um, and that was the departure from what we got in the series before. So, Really, you can call these both of those episodes specials, but they really feel like they're part of the new series, you know, part of series 10 that we've already gotten two episodes for is what it actually feels like to me, you know. Uh, it, it could. It get, definitely could. I'm just going to – I don't want to say that yet because we don't know what feeling Series 10 is going to have Yeah. So <laughs> because it hasn't shown up yet. I mean, in, just in comparison to Series 9 is what I'm saying. You know? Yes, I, I will grant you that. Yeah. The Husbands of River Song and The Return of Dr. Mysterio definitely have their own feel yes. that is different from Series 9. Completely different direction, you know. Um, and I'm okay with that because yeah. I like this direction. Yeah. I like this direction a lot. Um, I, and I think, like the lighter Capaldi Doctor, you know. Me too. Um, and honestly, just being 100% honest about my personal opinion of this, I think that as much as uh, as many familiar elements as Peter brings into the role, you know, where he brings in little pieces of the second doctor or the third doctor or the fourth doctor or whatever or the first Doctor, even, mm -hmm. he is so original in how he portrays this character because he doesn't copy anything that's come before. He's completely original and still manages to put those little elements in there that makes it feel familiar from the classic stuff. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I, I really love that. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't think that, that he will be forgotten as the doctor anytime soon. Let me put it that way. <laughs> you know? I hope not. I hope not because yeah. he's my favorite of the, of the new doctors. Uh, he does so. an awesome job, you know, awesome job. Yeah. And I say that not, not being someone who felt like series eight was his favorite season, you know? So, uh, which I, I want to go back and watch it again just to see if I feel differently now, but you know, um, cause uh, I really love the direction that, that they're going with this character, you know? Totally. Totally. <laughs> um, all right. Do you have anything else you want to bring up about uh, the return of Dr. Mysterio? The return of Dr. Mysterio. Um, we've pretty much touched on the re character relationships, um, the dynamic of the episode. We haven't really gone into a lot of episode details as much. I mean, yes, we've done some spoiling, but, you know, uh, we've not really covered the entirety of what's in the episode, but that's fine. People need to watch it anyway. Um, exactly. I'm not really thinking 
that there's a whole lot more to add to this, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the, the, the plot of the story uh, was basically there in order to get our characters into situations where they have to interact together and they have to grow together and they have to right. overcome things together. Um, and it, it worked in that respect. It's not an overly um, original plot. It's not an overly dynamic well, Plot. It's not. Um, it's not original, but it is original at the same time. If that right. if that makes right. sense, you know. Right. It's not. It's um, a. It's a not original concept that has original elements in it. If that, exactly. If that exactly. Sense. That's uh, that's um, definitely what I'm. What I mean, but it, and uh, so it's the the story itself. Uh, the the bare bones of the story itself aren't going to blow you away. But it's the way that the characters get from point A to point B. Yeah, it's extremely character-driven. Yes, and how they grow and interact with each other that's going to make this um, a great episode. Uh, and it definitely was for me. I almost – well, let me ask you this. In your opinion, did it almost feel like that the story was more about – uh, the surrounding characters this time around and the doctor was kind of along for the ride or did the doctor seem to have a more prominent role? Oh man. Um, or a little bit of both. A little bit of both. I think, um, Grant definitely is the character that everything revolves around mm -hmm. in this episode. Everybody revolves around Grant. Yeah. Except maybe Nardle. Nardle's there orbiting the doctor, but the <laughs> doctor, um, and Lucy, are definitely, you know, there around Grant. Yeah. Um, Harmony Shoals gets involved because of Lucy, and Grant gets involved with that because he cares for Lucy. Um, and and so, yeah, I think I think a lot of the, the stuff revolves around Grant and the ghost, but the Doctor definitely has his own stuff going on, too. And it's definitely, you know, it's a it's a Doctor Who adventure. You got to have, yeah. you know, the Doctor doing at, stuff. At some points, I almost felt like that uh, Nardole was there for commentary, almost, you know, because <laughs> because uh, he he won't say anything for like a, a a span of time, and then all of a sudden he he makes this one statement that makes his silence completely not matter, you know, <laughs> and it it almost felt like um, that they inserted. Uh, a Doctor Who fan with ADD into the show, you know, and and just said, uh, "We're going to let him run commentary on what's going on," you know. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I, I thought that was really funny uh, when you see him. Um, what is it when they first go to the apartment and he says something? I can't remember exactly what he says, and then he says, "Oh, an elephant!" and he walks off screen. You know, is <laughs> when they get back to. So when they get back to Grant's apartment, or maybe it's it's Lucy's apartment where he's watching the baby, uh, where he's you know where he's the nanny. Yeah. And um, <laughs> Nardle has been heating up the bottle of milk. Yeah. You know, getting oh, the milk warm. And did you notice he says all nice and toasty warm, and it tastes good too? <laughs> yes. Yes. And then he goes, "Oh, elephant!" And he goes and picks up the the, the toy elephant. Yeah. And it, it's sort of like when he's, you know, standing there with all the other reporters and stuff at right. Harmony Shoals. And he's like, where's the little boy's room? We'll find the restrooms over there. Yeah. I don't want the restrooms. I don't want to rest. I think if I did, I'd cause an incident. Yeah. It, it's that whole language barrier, you know? 
It makes you remember, <laughs> wait, Nardle's not from around here. Yeah, he's, he's probably from, the from a future. completely different time and place, you know. He's, he's from a, a distant <laughs> planet in the distant future, you know. I, I think he's probably from an Earth colony of some of some sort, you know. Probably. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, I, I, I liked the balance of it, though. I, I didn't feel like that there was too much of either storyline going on, you know. I felt like it was right. pretty pretty well balanced. I would agree. But at some points I felt like the doctor was kind of along for the ride and then at some points I felt like the doctor was kind of in the forefront. I just wanted to get your opinion on that and see if you felt the same way. It's almost you know. like the doctor and Grant are in the driver's seat of a of the vehicle <laughs> and they keep fighting over who's got the the wheel and who's got right? the pedals. <laughs> Uh, maybe in a in a in a, uh, a uh, driver's training car where they both have a pedal and a wheel. Right. <laughs> the doctor's the doctor's the instructor and grants the student going. I know what I'm doing and tries to take control. The doctor's like, keeps no, swatting the doctor's hands off of his wheel. You know, stop it. <laughs> yeah. The doctor keeps hitting the pedal and he keeps reaching over, kicking him. You know. <laughs> You would never pass your test if you did that in real life. <laughs> um, oh, dear. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's go ahead and move into our, our ratings here, ratings and final thoughts. Uh, how, what should we give these episodes? Uh, how many Mr. Huffles would you give this? <laughs> I was just about to do that. How many Mr. Huffles? Okay. Um, I'll go first on this one. Um, I'm going to give this eight and a half. I'm going to give this okay. eight and a half. I can um, see that. I, I'm not going to give it higher because I, I think Husbands of River Song, I liked it a little bit better. Um, I really did enjoy this. I like the superhero element. Um, I, a lot of this episode worked really well for me. Um, there wasn't one particular moment that really jumped out and grabbed me, but it was just sort of nice to get reacquainted with all these characters again, you know, and the world of Doctor Who again. Um, so I'm going to give it an eight and a half, uh, eight and three quarters. <laughs> you just can't give it that nine can you because i think i think i gave husband's river song a nine and i like that one better than this so so you're gonna shave off mr huffle's hair yes <laughs> i've got one bald mr huffle I, I don't think mr huffle likes you anymore <laughs> oh, that thing Oh, the, the screaming that came out of that thing. Oh, it was just so unnerving. <laughs> that was awful. All right, um, how many Mr. Huffles are you giving the return of Dr. Mysterio? Well, I am, of course, like I said before, I'm the hopeless romantic, you know. Um, I'm the guy <laughs> that, I, I'm the guy that, that wants to watch the romantic comedies and stuff, and my wife is like, uh, no. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, we've got a completely reverse dynamic in, in our house when it comes to that kind of stuff, um, you know. But um, she would rather watch the action movies, and I love the action movies myself, but I'm also the romantic comedy guy, too. So, you know, I'm just weird that way. <laughs> I'm also a sucker for character-driven story arcs. Yeah, I, Like I said before, I would rather watch a character-driven story arc of, of a show than just about anything else. Um, it's probably one of the reasons why I like Rogue One so much. Is because it's a character-driven story. There's our Star Wars um, reference for this episode. <laughs> yes. So be based on those elements, I have to give it a 9. You know, I have to. I can't give it a 10, 
because there's a 10 is like reserved for like the cream of the crop, you know, but, right, right. um, but I, I have to give it a nine because I really enjoyed this episode. You know, I highly recommend this episode. <laughs> yes. I, I think it's great. Uh, um, yeah. I, this is definitely whetting my appetite for <laughs> series 10 and April cannot come fast enough. That is exactly what I was thinking in the car on the way over here to record this was they have just wet our appetite for the rest of this series. You know, um, right. that is the exact term that was going on in my head. Right. It's funny that you say that. <laughs> well, um, Next episode, we will not be reviewing Series 10 because we've still got a while to go. Um, we are actually going to uh, take a brief break from our Master Story reviews. We are finally getting to sit down with the guys at the Examining the Doctor podcast. Yes, um, from Geekville. Yes, from Geekville. And uh, we will be doing sort of a crossover episode with them as we review the newly animated version of uh, Power of the Daleks. So, yeah. Um, this is exciting. Uh, I saw the uh, Power of the Daleks in the theater in black and white. Um, I just figured out that I do have access to the BBC app on my phone. Um, <laughs> so you and, get to watch them in color. Uh, yes. So I'm going to do that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to sit down and watch them in color before we record next. And we'll be recording that next weekend as of this recording. So the first weekend of January. Yeah. So It'll sort of be like our New Year's celebration episode almost, you know. Right, right. Um, even though this episode will be coming out first yeah. in the new year. Um, that's neither here nor there, though. Um, <laughs> well, we can't control that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, we didn't ask them to release this episode on Christmas Day, you know. <laughs> but we're happy they did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it would be easier for us to be able to review it as a Christmas episode if they released it a few days earlier. So, you know. Right. <laughs> then we could actually release this on Christmas. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> So we're going to go ahead and we'll be doing that crossover episode uh, with the guys over at Examining the Doctor from the Geekville Network. Yeah. Um, so that should be fun. It will be more of a review. We're not going to be recapping the story since we already did that. Yeah. And if you guys want to hear the recap, go back and listen to our original episode. And we'll we'll post a link to that um, on our social media uh, right around the time we release the new episode yeah. uh, where we review the, the animated uh, recreation. Um, yeah, this will be more talking about the new format and everything and how it all uh, fits together with the classic uh, episodes and stuff. Right. And then after that, we will return to our Master Story reviews. We'll go back to the third Doctor and the Master with the Claws of Axos, I believe, is our next <laughs> episode, which is a memorable one, but not one of my favorites. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, so I can't pass judgment. I have to watch it first. So Yes. <laughs> but um, so that's just sort of a, a quick peek as to what's coming down the pipe for you folks. Um, I'm excited that we're finally getting new Doctor Who. It's actually gotten me motivated to go back and try finishing my my watch through before the new season <laughs> comes out. Uh, I got stuck during the fourth Doctor's run, yeah. just not going back and watching anything. And I've watched like three stories in the last week. Uh, because watching the fourth doctor is just so horrible, right? <laughs> no, there was also star Wars going on. So, um, well, there, you know, there's also the fact that you love to savor the fourth doctor as you watch him, you know, <laughs> maybe, um, 
It's a uh. distinct possibility. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else, Paul, before we start wrapping this up here? Yeah. Um, keep in mind that we're always open for suggestions, topics, things like that. Um, you know, we're not just a review podcast. We're also a discussion podcast. And uh, we always want your feedback as to what kind of things you want us to talk about. So, you know, hit us up on social media. Send us a, an email. Um, let us know if there's any specific topics that you'd like to hear us talk about, and we might just get them intermingled in with some of our review episodes. Exactly. That'll be fun. Uh, so, of course, you can do that um, on our social media, facebook.com slash talkingtimelords. Our Twitter handle is at talkingtimelord, or you can email us at talkingtimelords at gmail.com. Um, and our TARDIS on the internet, our website is going to be TalkingTimeLords.com with our links to all of our social media as well as links to all of our previously released episodes as well. So go back, catch up on some of the ones if you missed them. Revisit some of the uh, Series 9 episodes as you gear up for Series 10. And of course, please leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. Yes. Uh, we would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Yes. And we will thank you on the air if you do. So yeah, we, we'd like to, to get back <laughs> onto the, the, the main page on iTunes when you type in Doctor Who in the podcast section on iTunes uh, for the new season. Um, there's quite a few podcasts up there that I don't think are actually releasing new episodes that are sitting up there ahead of us still. So <laughs> we'd appreciate a rating and review that helps us get seen a bit better. Uh, in places like that. Well, not only that, the more ratings and reviews that we get on iTunes, um, it actually helps us be more visible on uh, search engines and things like that. Um, and also, the more that you visit the website, the more visible we become on search engines and things like that as well. So if you want other people to be able to find out about us, you can help us out like that. And this, the website's pretty cool, too, I have to say. Um, there is also links to our Thunderquack Network store Yeah. Um, on our website where you can... Go and get our Talking Time Lords Gallifrey logo shirt or yeah. coffee mug or jacket or whatever you want. Yeah, you could get a sticker for your computer or something, you know. If you are so inclined. Yeah. And not only that, uh, check out the other podcasts on the Thunderquack Network. Uh, we've got some pretty good ones out there. And there's also logos and things for those podcasts as well on that store. Yes. And just for you Whovians out there who might also be Star Wars fans, uh, with all the Rogue One stuff going on right now, if you're looking to get some Star Wars, check out my other podcast, the Wampa's Lair podcast. Um, it's pretty cool. I've had quite a few people <laughs> who listen to that show come and find this show. To my knowledge, I've not had someone who listens to this show go find my other show through the, through Talking Time Lords. So if you yeah. if you find the Wampa's Lair through Talking Time Lords, let me know because I will be super excited. <laughs> um that being said, anything else, Paul, before we wrap up this episode? Christmas is over. <laughs> it's over. Hope you had a Merry Christmas. Have a Happy New Year. Happy New Year's, guys. And this just means we are one episode of Talking Timelines closer to <laughs> Series 10 of Doctor Who. We yes. will be counting down, you know, sort of, um, as we get to <laughs> Series 10. Um we're excited. Um, and as soon as we find out the actual release date of the new series, we'll start planning to try to see if we can get enough information put together to be able to do a pre-series episode. Yes, like we did last time, right before Series and, and 9. try to schedule that maybe a week or two before the series starts. Yes. That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to, to gearing back up for 
new episodes of Doctor Who. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've been complaining for long enough that we haven't had any. We finally got one, and now I need more. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, I think we're going to end this episode of Talking Time Lords. This has been episode number 59, The Return of Doctor Who. Uh, for Paul, I'm Jason, <laughs> and remember, until next time... May you hope far-flung hopes and dream impossible dreams. Thanks, everybody. Talking Time Lords is a proud member of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Visit thunderquack.com to see their entire catalog of podcasts, or visit patreon.com slash thunderquack to help support the shows. Ha <laughs> <laughs>